Hello and welcome to the Elastic Bands podcast with me, Juliana Scheel. This podcast contains details of emotional, physical and sexual abuse. And I just want to warn anyone who might find these topics triggering or upsetting. If you think you might have been affected by any of these issues, contact Women's Aid on 1-800-341-900. Do you want to be kept anonymous? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I, I would like my yeah, it's yeah, my story. So yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um. So yeah. No, I'm 26 now. Um. I met my ex when I was 16. Um. And it was for nearly five years. I was in the relationship. Um. So I think it was like four and a half, nearly five, or something like that. Um. How did we meet? Um. So I actually don't remember how we met. But it was like one of those relationships where you're like texting for ages, like at that age, like you're just, um, it was very hard to meet up and stuff. Um, it was actually during Leaving Cert as well. So I was very young during Leaving Cert. Um, so, yeah, we were just texting for ages and we're like, we built such a connection through text. Like I've never really done that before where like you barely really know someone and then you text them and then like a really, really strong connection. Um, so then we decided that we would meet up around Paddy's day just before we leaving so it was his birthday it was just like a night out and we were like oh let's meet up then um but I actually went out the night before it was a girl in my year's birthday um and she had a big house party and stuff like that and um yeah so I feel like I always like drop a bomb when I say this but I was actually right um at that party so like it was horrible like I don't I, I don't actually remember I was really drunk but um like I didn't know that it had happened and the next day was the day that I was supposed to be meeting my ex um and I was supposed I was getting ready to go out again and I ended up like calling my friend I knew something really bad had happened like I had such a horrible feeling in my stomach it was I just knew something wasn't right. And I but I was with like loads of my other friends getting ready and stuff. They didn't even know what happened. But when I ended up like getting through to her, it was like really late in the day. And she was like, you know, Fiona, you had sex last night. And I was like, no. I like literally burst out laughing. I was like, no, I didn't. Like it's me you're talking about. Cause like I was so young. It was my first time ever having sex or whatever. I know I I don't really count it, but um it yeah just it was horrible like just that whole experience and I was so lucky that I was with friends at the time and my friends actually got onto their mother um who was a nurse and she basically basically came into me and was like you were raped this is what has happened and I had to go to the guards and I had to go to a rape crisis center that evening um so it was just so crazy but it meant that I didn't meet your man at the time my ex um and I felt so bad I was like well just because I really really liked him and I was like it's his birthday and I was supposed to meet him and this whole thing has happened and I didn't understand any of it or like what was going on um so the next day I actually told him everything that happened and like I didn't know this guy Mm. know him at all but the reason why I'm telling you that part of the story is because he, when I told him, was so supportive. 
he was so nice he was so kind and I was like oh my god I was like this is like the best guy ever um he's so just everything to the point that I actually told my mom off his reaction I would never have told my mom about like any kind of like interest I had or anything like that and especially not after something bad had happened to me yeah I was like I really was like falling for him before I ever even like knew him anyway we became closer and closer and like we met up and stuff a few times and then we both realized that we were going to um our local college and we were both going to study art so you know like things kind of moved very quickly and became boyfriend and girlfriend very fast and I think it's really important to note that that first like that first year so it was like one year doing art was unbelievable it was class like so in love so happy um like we spent all our time together all day every day together uh we were so close we were literally inseparable um but like obviously there is cracks in the relationship naturally enough um like I suppose because we're spending all our time together like during the day or like whatever it was fine but it was when we were going out um there would be a lot of uh, fights and arguments on nights out which I just thought was normal mm. like this is my first major relationship and I just thought it was normal I just thought you know it's normal for people to get angry and stuff when they're drinking um it's just the drink like but it was like to the point that like one night he got arrested because he started hitting I don't know security guards and stuff for like talking to me mm. like to that extent um and but like I was just so obsessed with him I loved him so much yeah um then we were kind of going our separate not separate ways but I was going to study psychology um and he actually didn't get his first um first option of what he wanted to do in college so he took a year out uh but that's when we kind of went our separate ways a little bit that's when like major cracks started to show um and like stuff where it was like less about nights out and drinking um so I was obviously becoming a little bit more independent and I was making like loads of friends and stuff in college and he was just so not okay with it and just so jealous um and with one of my friends in particular who I met um he just didn't like him at all and he's still one of my best friends the guy (laughs) doesn't like um but like there are like a few stories that I have that I think are quite important to share like this subtlety of like how things develop but like the jealousy and stuff would only be like really like small like he didn't want to like show it like massively like when he wasn't drinking but when it was drink when he was drinking it came out like massively like there was one night where he like grabbed me and pulled me down on top of him he was sitting down and like held me on top of him and he was like show me your phone and I was like what and he was like show me your phone and show me your text messages with my friend 
and it was literally like one conversation but like a few messages within one conversation and he went just mad like like was just being so horrible to me and um I really felt like I had done something wrong and I obviously didn't and I eventually like was able to what, what he actually did was he went through my phone when he was at my house one time and then that night I was out with all of his friends as well Um, he pulled me down on top of him and he wouldn't like let go and stuff mm. so eventually I did get to pull away from him and I was like I I can't do this I literally said I was like I can't do this and like I ran away and like I went home by myself and I got a message from him in the middle of the night was like I kissed such such a girl it's basically like punishment for me having a conversation with my friend I was like what I was so heartbroken like I actually can't even describe how heartbroken I was I couldn't believe he could do something like that um but I suppose that was just like the the start of it and things just like throughout the years just like escalated more and more and what I think is really important is that like when that has happened like he first of all I, I didn't want to I loved him like I didn't want to leave him but I did break up with him but like the apologies that he gave me were so immense and so like like I would do anything for you like like don't leave me give me a second chance like this will never happen again I'm so sorry I love you like and of course like I was obsessed and I was so attached to him like everything and I did end up taking him back um but then yeah things just kept escalating throughout the years like and a lot of it was drink related like there was just so many of those nights where I would talk to somebody and he would just flip there was apparently a running joke with his friends that like oh don't talk to Fiona don't talk to Fiona like he bet up one of his friends one time for talking to me and like nobody could approach me and I was at like one of his friends birthday parties one time and one of his friends passed me and I literally said hello and like had the smallest of small talk ever and I like turned around and I could see him staring at me like staring so I went over to him and I was like is everything okay like what's wrong he's like oh like look at you like flirting in front of me and just like started to like have a go at me and I was like don't like we're let's not do this here like let's go outside and he just started screaming at me he's like you're a slut you're a whore like just really horrible things and I went running inside and found my friend he came running after me started giving my friend abuse and then I ran into the bathroom because he couldn't get me there and then I was like hiding in there for a while and then one of his friends oh yeah one of his friends found me and was like do you know where he is and I was like, no, he's like, something bad's after happening. Um, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, I am not dealing with this. Like, he's after really hurting me. Um, and then I was going home with one of my friends and I got a call from his sister being like, he walked into the river. And I was like, what? He's like, he walked into the river. He tried to kill himself. 
and I was like I was so distraught like I was like like how has this gone from him screaming at me to him going into a river mm. and Fiona how how long into the relationship was this this is like two or three years this was second year okay let me just think yeah yeah this is the end of the second year okay and his sister's like can you come back to the house like whatever and I was like so I, I got a taxi and I went back like for where I'm from like a taxi is like a million euros to go for a long distance and um yeah he just really played it up and when I say played up like he would like for weeks afterwards he'd be like you know I'd be lying if I didn't say that I um looked over bridges or yeah looked over bridges and didn't want to jump in and like stuff like that and I was finding it so hard to cope I couldn't cope I wasn't able to do it like I just it was so hard to take on somebody else's like be responsible for somebody else's mental health like he was putting it all on me and the reason why I say it played up is because I think another conversation came up another time and I was like maybe we shouldn't be together like I make you want to hurt yourself I make you want to kill yourself and he was like Fiona I never wanted to kill myself I'm just a dramatic drunk and that that was probably in the fourth year of our relationship he that only after that length of time he admitted to that so he put me through hell he put his whole family through hell he put my whole family through hell and at the end of it you know he's just a dramatic drunk I feel like a lot like that held me because I'm I am such an empathetic person and I was like how can I help him how can I help him so like he managed to keep me in that relationship for because like every year of our relationship I did try and end it but he managed to like get me back in and this is a way of getting me back in by being like I'm going to kill myself like this I feel terrible all the time and like I felt like I needed to help him that's only an example of like a night out like nearly every night out was like that where something really bad would happen I would be left crying he'd be anyway but things started to get a bit more sinister I suppose um like where drink wasn't involved um and why the rape story is important as well is because he started to use that against me um I didn't talk to him about it a lot. I don't think I felt very safe to talk about it or I just didn't really understand. I wasn't dealing with that myself. Mm. Um, and I didn't know, I still didn't really understand what happened or anything. But he would say things like, you lied, you're a liar. Um, you, uh, it was your fault. I'm trying to help you by making you realize it was your fault. And I was just, I was like, I didn't understand it myself. Like, I thought it was my fault. Like, I I, I didn't know. Um, and it just really, really got to me. And that, like, it was just like, things just started to go down that road a little bit where he was like really getting in my head. Mm. Um, an incident happened where like, I was out with like a few of my college friends and that same friend that he didn't like um, ended up staying at my house because we lived in the same direction and it was just cheaper and um, I let him stay over but I ended up lying to my ex um, 
and told him that he stayed on the couch because I was terrified. I was like, like he was, if somebody looked at me, he would beat them up. You know, like I was so afraid of what the outcome was going to be. Naturally, I would lie. But um, he actually stayed. So like in my room, I shared a room with my friend. So there's two single beds, like opposite sides of the room. Like he stayed in my friend's single bed. And I was afraid to tell him that. Yeah. There's nothing happened. Like, you know, not that I even need to explain myself. But um, he, um, where am I? Oh, yeah. He just was, like, adamant that I was lying about something. And, like, he just kept at me and at me and at me and at me. He was like, I know you're lying. I know you're lying. And eventually I was just like, okay I was like fine he stayed in the single bed in the room with me and whatever and he was so nice like he was so nice he was like see Fiona it's okay it's fine you can tell me these things I'm not angry Mm. and I was like wow like this is felt so good it felt so good to get that off my chest and he was like is there anything else and I called them like the confessions mm-hmm. where I went and I'd confess something else that maybe I wasn't fully honest about. Mm-hmm. And then he'd be like, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Is there anything else? And I went through like these series of confessions where I was telling him stuff that had nothing to do with him, nothing yeah. to do with him. Um, and he just used it completely against me he just labeled me as a liar he was like you are a liar you lie to people who hurt you you're a bad girlfriend you're selfish you're everything also from this situation what happened was he um told me that if I loved him I would tell my friend that I couldn't be friends with him anymore He's like, if you really love me, this is what you would do. And I was like, like I, I, I told my friend that I couldn't be friends with him anymore. I was so heartbroken. And then the minute I did it, he was like, no, I just want you to be happy. You can be friends with him. And it's like, well, I'm already after fucking up my friendship now. Like what? He's like, no, all I, all I want is for you to be happy. Anyway. Back to the confessions, but um, basically this was like a massive turning point. So this was maybe in the third year of our relationship, maybe going into the fourth year. And up until this point, I fought so much. Like I was, I went back at him, like I broke up with him nearly every year. And when this happened, he managed to like twist the narrative that it wasn't him doing something wrong, it was me, that I was bad. I was the one um, that was the bad person in the relationship that I had to make it up to him. And like, he would do this by, like there was one night he kept me up until 6 a.m. in the morning on the phone, just talking at me. Like, you know, like twisting and talking, like not, there was no conversation it was like you are this you are this you are this you're this and I'd be like no 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 and then he'd be like twisting it and like 
catching me out and things I'm saying and be like see you said this wrong here so you're lying and all that and to the point that like my dad was actually getting up for work one time I was up during the whole night trying to have this conversation with him my dad came like stormed into the room was like turn off that phone turn off that phone and basically like talked to me and was like this isn't right or whatever and I eventually got so tired I was so tired I couldn't fight against anymore and I just accepted everything he was saying I was like I am terrible I was like I remember writing a letter to myself where it was like I am a liar I hurt the people I love and I was like I'm a terrible person like it took me ages to throw that letter out as well because I really just believed it like when you're knocked down so much you're gonna eventually give in and he like <laughs> sorry I lost my train of thought <laughs> um oh yeah so like I went on like this like mission to like be perfect like and it felt so good I was like I am terrible and I am now going to be perfect. I'm going to be the perfect girlfriend. I'm going to be the perfect daughter. I'm going to be the perfect sister, friend, everything. I'm going to be perfect. And it felt so good to just strive for that perfection. And well, obviously, like, it's not sustainable. <laughs> and I I was just, I was broken. Like, I just broke at that point. I, I, it was just so hard. And by me being like a perfect girlfriend I would be like trying to understand him and I come at situations that are happening from like a place of like understanding from like empathy so like he would be like sleeping in a bed with a girl or something I'd be like no I understand I understand why you would do that and like not have a go at him basically um and yeah it just it was like that for a very long time basically and um yeah then there was like one last incident where he did end up like cheating on me again and he he actually rang me drunk and was I was like what's happened what has happened I was was like I know something's happened it's okay and he kind of like half told me but he was like Fiona you should know how it feels to be taken advantage of when you're drunk and I was like hold on a second I thought I was lying about that I thought you didn't believe me and now when it suits you you can change the narrative again and now it's real now you've been taken advantage of anyway it just got to the point where I was like I was just really realizing that this isn't right and I ended up like meeting up with him and like he had this like letter written out for me like a love letter basically and at the start of the letter he was like because he knew that a breakup was coming and he was like I like I'm like he said he loved my sisters I have three older sisters like my family means everything to me like everything my sisters mean everything to me and he never made any effort with my family ever like ever Mm. and it really hurt me that he didn't but obviously I was trying to understand and all this shite and um 
he was like, I feel like I'm one of the Brady bunch and one of the Brady sisters, like basically saying he doesn't want to lose lose that and like whatever. And something just clicked in my head. And I was like, you're the liar. He's like, you are lying. Like, you're such a liar. Like, because like he wasn't, he, he didn't make any effort. And I like zoned in on that so much. And like I, it's like I had an epiphany and I could, if he hadn't said that, I could have easily backed down again. But I was so adamant at that stage. I was like, no, you've put me through hell. You're actually the liar. And I just followed through with breaking up with him. And that's how it ended. Wow. (laughs) It's like a lot, <laughs> like five years. You know it really well. Five years is a long time. Yeah, it is a long time, and like, um, like the like those are just like standout moments where it's like, things can be so subtle, and things mm. it's like people have talked. I've talked to people, and they're like, "Why have you stayed in a relationship for that long?" It's like, nearly everything that has happened, like, he's managed to like twist it or like like even the whole um walking into the river story it's all like a way of like trying to keep you there yeah. and keep you in it and like manipulation and all that so those are just like standout moments to me that but it was it was constant mm-hmm. but also sorry what I also wanted to say is when people ask me that I I also say it wasn't always bad either yeah of course so like when the moments are good it's so good and it's like amazing and you cling on to that so much as well Mm. like you're holding on to that and you're like oh well if it's this good now like maybe you can continue to be good like I like all I wanted was for us to be able to go out and have fun together Mm. um and I hoped for that so much but then there was it it never lasted yeah so when do you think you realize that you've been in an abusive relationship it wasn't during no 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 I hadn't a clue (laughs) and clue um I think I was in college so it was in my final year of college that I ended it It was just before Christmas and I think just throughout the year I remember like you know when you like sit in like bathrooms and there's like a poster on the cubicle and it, it was like signs of an abusive relationship and like I went into the website and I was like okay like (laughs) tick 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 um and I suppose when you kind of remove yourself from a situation it obviously takes time to like kind of realize what has actually happened so I was just like processing all of it um and even still I find it sometimes hard to call it an abusive relationship even like saying um rape (laughs) it's like almost like a dirty word or something um and I try my best to use it but a lot of the time I just say sexually assaulted or um a toxic relationship yeah doesn't hold as much Mm. yeah so when you did realize it was an abusive relationship did you kind of start your like healing kind of journey no no um so like the relationship was really hard, but the aftermath was 10 million times worse. Um, I think I stayed in 
one of the reasons why I stayed for so long is because it was easier for me to deal with that relationship than to deal with the rape. Yeah. So I just went through a stage of like I was in final year of college as well and I was so stressed and um there's just so many things that were happening. Um and I was having like a lot of panic attacks and different things and I think I was just I needed to distract myself. I wasn't ready to go down the road. It wasn't until about two years ago that I really got started um like therapy and stuff. Um so it took me a while to kind of um get to that point where I was ready. Yeah. yeah. What's it been like since therapy? Um really hard. Like it yeah. <laughs> it continues to be really hard. Yeah. Um when I started therapy I actually met my current boyfriend um and just being in a relationship again has just been extremely difficult. Yeah. Like I think you can kind of coast through life a good bit and um and pretend like things are okay or like pretend that things aren't coming up for you. But when you go back into another relationship, it's like you're triggered so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Um anything to do, like you're it's like, is this abusive? Is this toxic? Like, am I in danger? Like your body just feels constantly in danger. Um, so my therapy has been kind of focused around that as well and just trying to uh, be in a relationship again. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what do you think now to yourself back then when you were that young? Um, I was, I was really trying to think about this and it's really hard because I can't see myself doing much different. Yeah, um, yeah. I did what I had to do at the time, I suppose. And um, I think a lot you of people... have that control. You don't have control to get out of those relationships. And I think that's people don't understand about abusive relationships. They're so confused about why people didn't leave. But it's like you are mentally ground down to nothing. Like, you yeah, you're not you're not even a whole person anymore. You're just a shell. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's there's so many factors that play into it. Mm. Um, but people always say trust your gut, which is great yeah. if you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like I still struggle with trusting my gut um and I suppose if I did really really listen like I would have been like yeah this is telling me to leave but it to take action on that like it, it was just too hard yeah um but my what really helped me was being like is this something I want for the rest of my life like do I see mm-hmm. my parents doing that to each other like are my male friends talking to me like that like why is this only happening here and just trying to like digest it a little bit and I honestly like it I I don't think I could have done anything differently yeah it's just trying to be aware did any of your friends kind of know what was going on or ever talk to you about seeing things that were going on I think my friends like yeah they definitely knew what was going on but they understood it just as much as me like I didn't understand it like I didn't I also grew up in a situation where the guys that we were surrounded with me and my group of friends was extremely toxic like look what happened to me 
at the yeah. age of 16 yeah. um and I think nearly all my friends have experienced something similar um and they were always really supportive and you know giving me advice and stuff but I never think I, ne- I don't think they ever maybe I, I also didn't share I think it got to a point where I wasn't sharing as the extent of it either but nobody kind of was like you're in abusive relationship my family didn't really know what was going on either like someone listening to you sharing your story about everything you've been through might be so helpful because it helps them to understand what they went through and then articulate to people around them what they went through yeah step for their healing as well yeah I think so like I think when I I start that's what I started to do I started like read up on it I started to listen to other people's stories and I resonated with it and I was like okay no what act- it almost gave me validation because yeah. I was like that felt bad was that bad mm-hmm. and um it really just was like okay no I actually do need to I need to help for this and of my friends in particular who I met um he just didn't like him at all and he's still one of my best friends the guy <laughs> doesn't like um but like there are like a few stories that I have that I think are quite important to share like this subtlety of like how things develop but like the jealousy and stuff would only be like really like small like he didn't want to like show it like massively like when he wasn't drinking but when it was drink when he was drinking it came out like massively like there was one night where he like grabbed me and pulled me down on top of him he was sitting down and like held me on top of him and he was like show me your phone and I was like what and he was like show me your phone and show me your text messages with my friend and it was literally like one conversation but like a few messages within one conversation and he went just mad like like was just being so horrible to me and um I really felt like I had done something wrong and I obviously didn't and I eventually like was able to what what he actually did was he went through my phone when he was at my house one time and then that night I was out with all of his friends as well um he pulled me down on top of him and he wouldn't like let go and stuff Mm. so eventually I did get to pull away from him and I was like I I can't do this I literally said I was like I can't do this and like I ran away and like I went home by myself and I got a message from him in the middle of the night was like I kissed such such a girl it's basically like punishment for me having a conversation with my friend I was like what I was so heartbroken like I actually can't even describe how heartbroken I was I couldn't believe he could do something like that um but I suppose that was just like the the start of it and things just like throughout the years just like escalated more and more and what I think is really important is that like when that has happened like he first of all I I didn't want to I loved him like I didn't want to leave him but I did break up with him but like the apologies that he gave me were so immense and so like like I would do anything for you like like don't leave me give me a second chance like this will never happen again I'm so sorry I love you a lot like and of course like I was obsessed with him I was so attached to him like everything 
and I did end up taking him back. Um, but then yeah, things just kept escalating throughout the years. Like, and it a lot of it was drink related. Like there was just so many of those nights where I would talk to somebody and he would just flip. There was apparently a running joke with his friends that like, oh, don't talk to Fiona, don't talk to Fiona. Like he bet up one of his friends. When yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I've shared my like story. Approach me. Yeah. Um, and I was at like one of his friends. I'm like, is there anything else I can say to the parties one time? And one of his like friends a... passed me, um, and I another thing that I was thinking of is like even smallest, with the recovery, small talk situation ever. is and like. Um, turned around and it's really important but it's like also like me. finding like yourself again like so I went over to him I was like with friends and family is okay like, that, like what's wrong he's like oh so like look at you like flirting in front of me and, and just like start um, to like just have a go of who I am like you lose and yourself like, completely in a relationship like that don't Didn't know what like, music I like let's not do this here like what was like what music do I like I have no idea and he just started screaming at me he's like you're a slut you're a whore like just really horrible things and I went running inside and found my friend he came running after me started giving my friend abuse and then I ran into the bathroom because he couldn't get me there and then I was like hiding in there for a while and then one of his friends oh yeah one of his friends found me and was like do you know where he is and I was like, no, he's like, something bad's after happening. Um, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, I am not dealing with this. Like, he's after really hurting me. Um, and then I was going home with one of my friends and I got a call from his sister being like, he walked into the river. And I was like, what? He's like, he walked into the river, he tried to kill himself. And I was like, I was so distraught. Like, I was like how like what like how has this gone from him screaming at me to him going into a river mm. and Fiona how how long into the relationship was this this is like two or three years this was second year okay let me just think yeah yeah this is the end of the second year okay and his sister's like can you come back to the house like whatever and I was like so I, I got a taxi and I went back like for where I'm from like a taxi is like a million euros to go for a long distance and um yeah he just really played it up and when I say played up like he would like for weeks afterwards he would be like you know I'd be lying if I didn't say that I um looked over bridges or yeah looked over bridges and didn't want to jump in and like stuff like that and I was finding it so hard to cope I couldn't cope I wasn't able to do it like I just it was so hard to take on somebody else's like be responsible for somebody else's mental health like he was putting it all on me and the reason why I say it played up is because I think another conversation came up another time and I was like maybe we shouldn't be together like I make you want to hurt yourself I make you want to kill yourself and he was like, Fiona, I never wanted to kill myself. I'm just a dramatic drunk. And that that was probably in the fourth year of our relationship. He that Only after that length of time, he admitted to that. So he kind and of held it over you for two years. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he put me through hell. He put his whole family through hell. He put my whole family through hell. 
and at the end of it, you know, he's just a dramatic drunk. Mm. So like, I feel like, I feel like a lot, like that helped me because I'm, I am such an empathetic person mm. and I was like, how can I help him? How can I help him? So like, he managed to keep me in that relationship for because like every year of our relationship I did try and end it but he managed to like get me back in and this is a way of getting me back in by being like I'm going to kill myself like this I feel terrible all the time and like I felt like I needed to help them yeah um then things so like obviously there's like that's only an example of like a night out like nearly every night out was like that where something really bad would happen I would be left crying he'd be anyway but things started to get a bit more sinister I suppose um like where drink wasn't involved um and why the rape story is important as well is because he started to use that against me um I didn't talk to him about it a lot. I don't think I felt very safe to talk about it or I just didn't really understand. I wasn't dealing with that myself. Mm. Um, And I didn't know, I still didn't really understand what happened or anything. But he would say things like, you lied, you're a liar. Um, uh, It was your fault. I'm trying to help you by making you realize it was your fault. And I was just, I was like, I didn't understand it myself. Like, I thought it was my fault. Like, I I, I didn't know. Um, and it just really, really got to me. And that, like, it was just like, things just started to go down that road a little bit where he was like really getting in my head. Mm. Um, an incident happened where like, I was out with like a few of my college friends and that same friend that he didn't like um, ended up staying at my house because we lived in the same direction and it was just cheaper and um, I let him stay over but I ended up lying to my ex um, and told him that he stayed on the couch because I was terrified I was like he was if somebody looked at me, he would beat them up, you know, like I was so afraid of what the outcome was going to be. Naturally, I would lie. But um, he actually stayed. So like in my room, I shared a room with my friend. So there's two single beds, like opposite sides of the room. Like he said, stayed in my friend's single bed. And I was afraid to tell him that. Yeah. There's nothing happened. Like, you know, not that I even need to explain myself. But um, he, um, where am I? Oh yeah, he just was like adamant that I was lying about something, and like he just kept at me and at me and at me and at me. He was like, "I know you're lying. I know you're lying," and eventually I was just like, "Okay," I was like, "Fine." He stayed in the single bed in the room with me. And whatever and he was so nice like he was so nice he was like see Fiona it's okay it's fine you can tell me these things I'm not angry mm. and I was like wow like this is felt so good it felt so good to get that off my chest and he was like is there anything else and I called them like the confessions mm-hmm. where I went and I'd confess something else that maybe I wasn't fully honest about and then he'd be like okay yeah no that's fine that's fine 
is there anything else? And I went through like these series of confessions where I was telling them stuff that had nothing to do with them, nothing to do with them. Um, and he just used it completely against me. He just labeled me as a liar. He was like, you are a liar. You lie to people who hurt you. You're a bad girlfriend. You're selfish. You're everything. Also from this situation, what happened was he um, told me that if I loved him, I would tell my friend that I couldn't be friends with him anymore. He's like, if you really love me, this is what you would do. And I was like, like I, I, I told my friend that I couldn't be friends with him anymore. I was so heartbroken. And then the minute I did it, he was like, no, I just want you to be happy. You can be friends with him. And it's like, well, I'm already after fucking up my friendship now. Like, what? He's like, no, all I, all I want is for you to be happy. Anyway, back to the confessions. But um, basically, this was like a massive turning point. So this was maybe in the third year of our relationship, maybe going into the fourth year. And up until this point, I fought so much like I was I went back at him like I broke up with him nearly every year and when this happened he managed to like twist the narrative that it wasn't him doing something wrong it was me that I was bad I was the one um that was the bad person in the relationship that I had to make it up to him and like he would do this by like there was one night he kept me up until 6 a.m in the morning on the phone just talking at me like you know like twisting and talking like not there was no conversation it was like you are this you are this you are this you're this and I'd be like no 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 and then he'd be like twisting it and like catching me out and things I'm saying and be like see you said this wrong here so you're lying and all that and to the point that like my dad was actually getting up for work one time I was up during the whole night trying to have this conversation with him my dad came like stormed into the room was like turn off that phone turn off that phone and basically like talked to me and was like this isn't right or whatever and I eventually got so tired I was so tired. I couldn't fight against it anymore. And I just accepted everything he was saying. I was like, I am terrible. I was like, I remember writing a letter to myself where it was like, I am a liar. I hurt the people I love. And I was like, I'm a terrible person. Like, it took me ages to throw that letter out as well because I really just believed it. Like, when you're knocked down so much, you're going to eventually give in. And he like <laughs> sorry I lost my dream talk <laughs> um oh yeah so like I went on like this like mission to like be perfect like and it felt so good I was like I am terrible and I am now going to be perfect I'm going to be the perfect girlfriend I'm going to be the perfect daughter I'm going to be the perfect sister friend everything I'm going to be perfect and it felt so good to just strive for that perfection and but obviously like it's not sustainable <laughs> and I I was just 
I was broken. Like I just broke at that point. I, I, it was just so hard. And by me being like a perfect girlfriend, I would be like trying to understand him. And I come at situations that are happening from like a place of like understanding from like empathy. So like, he would be like sleeping in a bed with a girl or something. I'd be like, no, I understand. I understand why you would do that. And like not have a go at him basically. Um, and yeah, it just, it was like that for a very long time, basically. And um, yeah, then there was like one last incident where he did end up like cheating on me again. And he, <laughs> he actually rang me drunk and was, I was like, what's happened? What has happened? I was, I was like, I know something's happened. It's okay. And he kind of like half told me, but he was like, Fiona, you should know how it feels to be taken advantage of when you're drunk and I was like hold on a second I thought I was lying about that I thought you didn't believe me and now when it suits you you can change the narrative again and now it's real now you've been taken advantage of anyway it just got to the point where I was like I was just really realizing that this isn't right and I ended up like meeting up with him and like he had this like letter written out for me like a love letter basically and at the start of the letter he was like because he knew that a breakup was coming yeah. and he was like I like I'm like I, he said he loved my sisters I've three older sisters like my family means everything to me, like everything. My sisters mean everything to me. And he never made any effort with my family ever, like ever. Mm. And it really hurt me that he didn't. But obviously I was trying to understand and all this shit. And um, he was like, I feel like I'm one of the Brady bunch and one of the Brady sisters, like, basically saying he doesn't want to lose lose that and like whatever and something just clicked in my head and I was like you're the liar he's like you are lying like you're such a liar like because like he wasn't he he didn't make any effort and I like zoned in on that so much and what like I it's like I had an epiphany and I could, if he hadn't said that, I could have easily backed down again. But I was so adamant at that stage. I was like, no, you've put me through hell. You're actually the liar. And I just followed through with breaking up with him. And that's how it ended. Wow. (laughs) It was like a lot. Like five years. You know it really well. Five years is a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. And like um like the like those are just like standout moments where it's like things can be so subtle and things mm. it's like people have talked I've talked to people and they're like, Why have you stayed in a relationship for that long? It's like nearly everything that has happened, like he's managed to like twist it or like like even the whole um walking into the river story it's all like a way of like trying to keep you there and keep you in it and like manipulation and all that so those are just like standout moments to me that but it was it was constant Mm -hmm. 
but also sorry what I also wanted to say is when people ask me that I I'm also say it wasn't always bad either yeah of course. like when the moments are good it's so good and it's like amazing and you cling on to that so much as well mm. like you're holding on to that and you're like oh well if it's this good now like maybe you can continue to be good like I like all I wanted was for us to be able to go out and have fun together um and I hoped for that so much but then there was it it never lasted yeah so when do you think you realized that you'd been in an abusive relationship it wasn't during no 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 I hadn't a clue (laughs) hadn't a clue um I think I was in college so it was in my final year of college that I ended it. it was just before Christmas and I think just throughout the year I remember like you know when you like sit in like bathrooms and there's like a poster on the cubicle and it was like signs of an abusive relationship and like I went into the website and I was like okay like (laughs) tick 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 um and I suppose when you kind of remove yourself from a situation it obviously takes time to like kind of realize what has actually happened so I was just like processing all of it um and even still I find it sometimes hard to call it an abusive relationship even like saying um rape (laughs) it's like almost like a dirty word or something um and I try my best to use it but a lot of the time I just say sexually assaulted or um a toxic relationship yeah doesn't hold as much Mm. Yeah. So when you did realize it was an abusive relationship, did you kind of start your like healing kind of journey? No, no. Um. So, like, the relationship was really hard, but the aftermath was ten million times worse. Um, I think I stayed in. One of the reasons why I stayed for so long is because it was easier for me to deal with that relationship than to deal with the rape. Yeah. So I just went through a stage of, like, I was in final year of college as well, and I was so stressed, and um, there's just so many things that were happening. um, And I was having, like, a lot of panic attacks and different things, and I think I was just... I needed to distract myself. I wasn't ready to go down the road it wasn't until about two years ago that I really got started um like therapy and stuff um so it took me a while to kind of um get to that point where I was ready yeah Yeah. what's it been like since therapy um really hard like it (laughs) it continues to be really hard um when I started therapy I actually met my current boyfriend um and just being in a relationship again has just been extremely difficult like I think you can kind of coast through life a good bit and um pretend like things are okay or like pretend that things aren't coming up for you but when you go back into another relationship it's like you're triggered so much um anything to do like you're it's like is this abusive is this toxic like am I in danger like your body just feels constantly in danger and um, so my therapy 
has been kind of focused around that as well and just trying to uh, be in a relationship again mm. yeah, yeah yeah so how many years ago was that breakup that was 2021 so yeah oh no sorry 20 2018 sorry 2020 20 years yeah yeah uh yeah and what do you think would be now to yourself back then when you were that young um i was i was really trying to think about this and it's really hard because i can't see myself doing much different um i did what i had to do at the time i suppose and um i think a lot of people have that control you don't have control to get out of those relationships and I think that's people don't understand about abusive relationships they're so confused about why people didn't leave but it's like you are mentally ground down to nothing like you yeah you're not you're not even a whole person anymore you're just a shell. yeah 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 and like there's there's so many factors that play into it mm. um but people always say trust your gut which is great yeah. if you can do that yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like I still struggle with trusting my gut um and I suppose if I did really really listen like I would have been like yeah this is telling me to leave but it to take action on that like it, it was just too hard yeah um but my what really helped me was being like is this something I want for the rest of my life like do I see mm-hmm. my parents doing that to each other like are my male friends talking to me like that like why is this only happening here and just trying to like digest it a little bit and I honestly like it I I don't think I could have done anything differently yeah it's just trying to be aware did any of your friends kind of know what was going on or ever talk to you about seeing things that were going on I think my friends like yeah they definitely knew what was going on but they understood it just as much as me like I didn't understand it like I didn't I also grew up in a situation where the guys that we were surrounded with me and my group of friends was extremely toxic like look what happened to me at the age of 16 um and I think nearly all my friends have experienced something similar um and they were always really supportive and you know give me advice and stuff but I never think I, ne- I don't think they ever maybe I, I also didn't share I think it got to a point where I wasn't sharing as the extent of it either um but nobody kind of was like you're in a abusive relationship yeah, or, yeah. So, so that's why I think like therapy and yeah my family didn't really know what was going on yeah, either yeah like someone listening to you sharing your story about everything you've been through might be so helpful because it helps them to understand what they went through and then articulate to people around them what they went through yeah step for their healing as well yeah I think so like I think when I I start that's what I started to do I started like read up on it I started to listen to other people's stories and I resonated with it and I was like okay no what it it almost gave me validation because yeah. I was like that felt bad was that bad mm-hmm. and um it really just was like okay no I actually do need to I need to help for this yeah so, yeah yeah 
Is there anything um, else that but you want to say? Sorry, go on. Um, no, I'm just trying to think. Um, I have like a few things written down. Um, no, I can't. I can't think of that unless you have any questions. No, I think that's. <laughs> it's very like it's just very basic questions. I I think it's more important for you to just share what you want to share and say what you want to say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know, like. I do what I kind of just wanted to get across is that like there are reasons why people stay in not outwardly stay in the relationships but um like um it's just that question that people always have is like why did you stay and people don't understand it and it's like well I I was in, in such a vulnerable position and um already I probably used the relationship as a form of escape for my own stuff as well and then the whole thing of like being afraid being terrified everything like it just all plays into it not having any confidence self-esteem or self-worth um but yeah I don't know like I'd love to just like what I've noticed is that there's such um even in the other posts or stories that you've shared is that it's so similar like it's always young people like when some of their first relationships they're like all kind of teens late teens or something it's like why is that like why is it happening the same thing over and over again I was like is there like an education piece there or something that could be done or like I don't know I find it I find it very hard to understand but I think that's why like we're all so kind of connected like everyone that comes on this podcast and just everyone that's been through that we all understand that about each other's stories and it's hard for someone who hasn't gone through it to understand why people would stay or kind of the aftermath of what goes on so that's why I think it's so important yeah. that like we're like for teenagers we're kind of like in our mid-20s and we're speaking up about it and like there's no shame and it's just an open conversation so that hopefully a lot less people will go through it or people can watch out for that when they have children of their own they're able to watch out for yeah. those things happening and be able to prevent them rather than just being like what the fuck is going on when they see yeah through that. yeah yeah no absolutely thank you so much for listening and once again if you've been affected by any of these topics call women's aid on one 800 341 900. Women's Aid also run a campaign called Two Into You, which provides support for Irish women age 18 to 25. They have a chat room you can message into and ask anything you like, as well as plenty of information on what an abusive relationship looks like on twointoyou.ie.